I'm just talking, babbling. This is what you came here for, isn't it? Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of So I Got My BFA. My name is Kelsey, and this is a podcast where I talk about all the things that I feel qualified to talk about because I have my BFA in musical theater. Before I get into it, I want to just say thank you so much for listening, and make sure to leave me a rating and a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and give me a download. That really helps me out. Thank you guys so much for listening, and let's get into it. First, I have my special guest back with me, my co-host, if you want to call her that. Miss Genevieve Taylor. Hey guys. They really missed you, Genevieve. I'm sure they did. They were just so <laughs> devastated that you weren't in the last podcast. That's right. Why wasn't I in the last? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly why. <laughs> yeah, I actually told them about that because we oh, had a, we had a bit of a, a COVID scare. Yes, so that's right. We were actually quarantining from each other. Let me tell you how hard it is to quarantine from your roommate when you live in the same shoebox apartment as them. I mean, I think we did pretty good. We didn't see each other's faces for three days. I know, it was crazy. But it was just, like, weird because every time I left my room, I wore a mask and I, like, sanitized everything I touched. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, every time you have to go to the bathroom, people, like, Clorox wipe everything. Well, I remember, like, the first time I was, like, do I wear my mask in the shower? (laughs) I was, like, what, do I wear gloves? Like, what do I, I... How do you t- how does one take a shower? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna go for it and hope I don't like contaminate anything. Also, the thing about our shower is, guys, I'm about to put you onto this. Our shower is like sideways, so instead of the shower head coming from the length of the tub, it comes from the middle. The middle of it. So um, our faces are like pressed up right against the shower curtain as we're showering. So that was like my main concern. I was like, we're just going to share spit yeah. on the shower curtain, I guess. Yeah. And also as if the position of the shower isn't a pain enough, just using our shower in general is like driving a stick shift. <laughs> like you just have to turn the knobs every two seconds or else you're going to burn your skin off or freeze to death. Yeah. It's so our, our shower is definitely like conducting a space shuttle but we're back and we never tested positive we got two tests actually we were just exposed to someone who tested positive we ourselves never tested positive so we are still on that no rona train and hopefully we stay there yes hopefully i couldn't imagine how we would get it at this point i know i know gone anywhere guys it's snowing today in new york it's not the first snow i guess but it, it is. It technically that is. day where people were like, it's snowing. I think it snowed for maybe 30 seconds and they were so, <laughs> like the flakes were so small you couldn't even see them. Yeah, it definitely, it didn't stick at all. It was too warm for it. I honestly didn't even think that it would snow because it was, mm-hmm. I feel like it was warm outside, but I'd say today is the first. This snow. is the first snow. It's so exciting. There are like big chonky flakes outside and, um, Everyone said it was going to be like a winter storm. I'm not seeing that so much as more of just like a normal snowfall. It's just because there's some wind. But, I mean, if you step right outside of our apartment, it's just coming down nice and light and fluffy. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Guys, we have to talk about something that's really, really sad. So just get ready for it. Here it comes. Our queen, the legend, Anne Rankine, passed away this past week. I can't believe it. She was young too. I, I mean, she was seventy-one. That's that's, that's young. Not, yeah, that's. So, and I haven't. And I, I don't think they've um, disclosed the cause either. Okay, because I was about to say I don't think I've been able to find any like cause of death out there on anything. But God, what a legend! Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say. Especially like I feel so horrible because obviously I never worked with her. I never met her. But I have a lot of teachers and friends who did so I'm seeing like their posts on Facebook talking about how she changed their lives and how she like taught them the dances from Chicago and such and it's just so sad it's just so sad to see it really is heartbreaking like it's already 
devastating just to being a part of the Broadway community to like hear of such an iconic person's passing but to have actually known and worked with them I can't even imagine I know same and I mean she was such an inspiration to the entire Broadway community I think just the the work that she did and the the performances she gave and it was just just completely heartbreaking rest in peace to an absolute powerhouse actually yeah I feel like my first thing I ever saw her in was the original Annie movie. I yeah, the same for me because I wasn't I wasn't big on Chicago growing up. Mm-hmm. Um I think I saw the Chicago movie for the first time when I was probably like a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. maybe even before that, maybe like 8th grade. Mm-hmm. But I do cuz I you know, I saw like Anne Ranking passed away, rest in peace and I like saw the picture and I was like, "Oh my god, that's Grace Farrell from Annie." I know. And, and then like I was like she's also A B and C, but for me she was the original Grace mm-hmm. and Annie, and I I always remember like the we got Annie like that number <laughs> yeah. like she was just phenomenal in that. So I just and that was just like one little thing in her career. Like right. everything else was just. Insane. And I'm I'm a huge Fosse buff myself, and just like her work in like his realm of theater I mean Chicago she was in all that all that jazz that we had to we watched it freshman year as an Mm -hmm. assignment I I think she played the character that was like supposedly supposedly based upon herself which is really Mm -hmm. cool yeah it's very very sad passing of a true icon in this community so uh, I just want to send my love to her family and anyone who out there who knew her and worked with her she was a, a great inspiration in my life Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) and deep breath sad part of the podcast is over guys I told you last week that I was looking for a new tv show to watch because I just finished Gilmore Girls and I said I was gonna watch Fosse Verdon I didn't end up watching it because like I told you last week I said I don't really want to get into like a long series right now I wanted to like look for a couple of like one seasoners and or just like a short Isn't series. Fosse Verdon only eight episodes. It's only eight episodes, yeah. So that's why I was like, I think I'll watch it just because I want something short. But let me tell you, I have sat down and watched a show that I have never had an interest in watching until Netflix was like, we're getting rid of it. And I was like, no, I have to watch it now because it is an iconic show, but also with the influence of my roommate who has seen it multiple times and was like, you should watch it, you should watch it, you should watch it. And I was like, I don't think I'll like it. I don't think I'll like it. I'm watching it. I should probably tell you what it is now. It's Gossip Girl. And let me tell you, it's pretty okay. (laughs) oh how generous (laughs) it's very high school drama tv show I don't particularly look for in a television show I guess it's pretty good the fact that I'm able to like sit down and watch multiple shows a day because let me tell you it's six seasons about 20 episodes per season and it leaves December 31st guys I have to watch like six episodes a day to be able to finish it before it goes off Netflix, which is actually pretty pathetic that I have enough time to watch six episodes of Gossip Girl a day. It's the life we're living. It's true. We're living in a pandemic. We're unemployed. Mm-hmm. It's it's what you got to do. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty good, honestly. Yeah, well, as I said to you earlier today, it's one of those shows where it really, really slapped in high school because everything is just crazy and the world mm-hmm. is always ending when you're in high school. But watching it now, because... You said I watched it multiple times. I actually didn't. I've actually only watched the whole series three once. Oh, really? Um, So I don't remember a lot of it, but watching some of the episodes with you in passing, I'm like, oh my gosh, how crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's very much a show I think I would have really enjoyed in high school Mm -hmm. because I was really into One Tree Hill. I can't even imagine watching One Tree Hill right now. That would probably be ridiculous. (laughs) I know. Am I, am I the only one who thinks that they look way too old to be in high school and some of the things that they do on that show is like I mean unrealistic for high school students to be doing? Well, that's kind of the point, but also I feel like you're never going to come across a TV show where the people actually look like they're in high that's school. That's fair. I mean like I mean all 
shows do that. They cast above the age. But, like, these girls, I know, I think we looked it up and it said, like, Blake Lively was only 20 when it started. But she literally looks like she could be 25 or 27. Like, that's how old these people look in my mind. Mm. They do not look like high school students at all. Yeah, I wouldn't say they look that old to me. But, like, I, if someone had asked me to guess how old they were, I probably would have said 22, 23. Right. Well... I guess that can count as a weekly obsession. We'll count it. Let's move on to the what I have prepared as my weekly obsessions. And it's all they're all albums this week. The first one we got to talk about because it is obviously the most talked about thing of the past week. I swear to you, I saw Blonde Braid on every single one of the Instagram stories I clicked to the day she announced it. Taylor Swift's new album, Evermore is like the talk of the town right now. I know. I, well, I, I walked into your room and I was like, okay, did something like big happen with Taylor Swift? Like, is she dying? <laughs> is she getting married? Like, what's happening? Because everyone is going crazy. And I called my friend who is a big Taylor Swift fan and I'm like, what is happening? What am I missing? And she was like, oh yeah, she just dropped a new album. And it's just like, oh wow, she really did that. And I was like, that's it. That's what everyone's going <laughs> there crazy was, about. There was so much a, hype. A singer-songwriter dropped an album. <laughs> really? I think it's. I think all of the hype is because she literally just dropped her last album, Folklore, not too long ago. And the fact that she's dropping another one so soon, I think, is what all the hype is about. Mm-hmm. I love Taylor Swift and I love her music. I'm not like a, like a Swifty, though. Like, I don't mm-hmm. obsess over her, like releasing new albums I will listen to them when they come out so just to see all of the hype on Instagram was insane to me however I think that this album is a jam like there are so many good songs on this album I feel like I mean I've only listened to it maybe like once all the way through and then like a couple here and there I but like right now I think my favorite song is no body no crime just because I like songs like that. And also it sounds like the very, like, the intro, like the very, like, first two chords of the song sound like an intro of one of her older, like, country songs that I can't, like, put my tongue on. But I don't know. I really, I'm liking, I've liked Evermore and Folklore because it feels like she's going back to her roots a bit. It's still pop music, but it's more like, I guess this is, like, more indie folkish kind of. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never been one to pay attention to albums as a whole. If I hear a song on the radio that I like, I'll keep it in the back of my mind and I just know that I like it. There are tons of Taylor Swift songs that I love, but could I tell you what album they're from? Never. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. My next obsession is, it's not necessarily an album, but more of a Spotify playlist of one person. It's Desi Oakley, who is a performer on Broadway and also she just did Jenna in the national tour I believe but she has a few albums on Spotify that I have just recently discovered and it's it's a very like Sarah Bareilles Ingrid Michaelson type of vibe and I am loving all of her stuff too I think I just like the the softer more ballady lyrically types of songs one one of the songs in one of my workout classes she played for uh while we were stretching and I was like oh my gosh this song is so good I have to go listen to more and now I literally listen to her on Spotify it's not even like a specific album it's just like all of her songs I listen to it like when I'm in the shower when I'm in my room like doing whatever I have it on all the time and I just think that all of her work is so good and it's so cool to see Broadway performers releasing albums like this Anything to add? No. <laughs> Genevieve's never listened to it. It's I've fine. Ne- I have, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. So. And then my last album of the Weekly Obsessions for this week is an off-Broadway musical called We Are the Tigers. And it's kind of like a knockoff Heathers slash a whodunit type of musical. But it's, the music is so good. It's very, I would say like it's more under the pop region of musical theater and it's it's such a good album it's got some like really really good songs in there and it's one of those that you can like kind of listen to all the way through and like never get tired of it two of my personal favorite songs are before the breakdown and wallflower 
especially before the breakdown is like such a powerful song. Oh my gosh. Like I, I feel like I haven't heard a song like that in a while. I definitely. Yeah. I remember I haven't listened to the whole album for me. There are only two songs that I've been like, yes, I love these two <laughs> songs before the breakdown is one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I connect to it because obviously it's about taking drugs and I don't take drugs (laughs) but I can relate to just like being so overtaken by stress and like dumb outside things that get you down and though I don't cope by popping pills I very much do feel like I'm gonna have a breakdown sometimes (laughs) and listening to that song is almost therapeutic (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a really really good song so check out those three albums slash playlist on Spotify. I promise you won't regret it. Concludes our weekly obsessions and let's get on to the not musical of the week because today, well, I guess it is a musical, but today we are doing a movie review. This is the first movie review I've ever done on my podcast and this is in honor of the prom movie being released last Friday and today we're going to review it. So it's going to be a little bit different. I still have my like staples. I still have our Wikipedia synopsis, our favorite and least favorite characters, my dream cast and my rating. But instead of going through the musical like beat by beat, I think we're going to more so review what we thought of the casting and what we thought of just like how the movie was put together as a whole and and stuff like that. So um we watched the movie the night it came out, right? The night it came out, yeah. And I forgot how much I loved this musical. Mm-hmm. We actually had the pleasure of seeing it with the original Broadway cast when it was on Broadway. And we actually got to see, did we see it in previews? For some reason, I want to be really bold and say that we saw its opening night, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm not sure, but our school was gifted tickets for the students to be able to go and see it for free. So we were very, very lucky to mm-hmm. have seen it. And I just remember, I, th- I feel like even act one, we were like, this is a good musical. Oh, it was good. Yes, it was very good. It very eloquently fit all the aspects of musical theater that mm-hmm. every theater kid loves. Right. Like they had a bunch of references to famous shows. The dancing, though I mean like the dancing was insane. Those dancers were amazing. It was like the kind of dancing that I feel like you always dreamed of doing when you were like at your middle school theater company. It was definitely like classic like musical theater. Mm -hmm. But like advanced. With like like a a hip hop yeah. Twinge. It's very it. much a song that you feel like you just need to jump up and down to. Mm-hmm. Well, not a song, a show. Right. It's a it's a show that you feel like you just need to jump up and down to for the full two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a musical for the musical theater lover. Like mm-hmm. the the amount of jokes that were made that I feel like mm-hmm. would go over like the normal everyday person's head, but like is so funny to a musical theater lover or student. Honestly, it's a shame that it closed so early. I remember I remember I, I posted because I usually don't post on social media, but I posted on Facebook. I was like, if you are coming to New York and looking to see a show, please see this one. This is an amazing show that really should not go unnoticed. And I remember And an important story to yeah, hear as well. And yes, a very important story. And one of I remember one of the moms from my hometown texted me and she was like, I'm taking my daughter to New York for her birthday and like do you have any recommendations for musicals? And I was like Go see the prom. Mm-hmm. Go see the prom. I wasn't like, go see Wicked. Go see it. Come her away. Blah, blah, blah. Love them. But I was like, no, go see the prom because it is the perfect, fun, upbeat musical for anyone in high school. Like, honestly, I feel like looking back at my high school, if we had taken a high school trip, even though I come from a small town in Maine where people are a little ignorant about things, I think they would have enjoyed it and loved it. Right. Well, and the sad fact of it all is I think the reason it closed so early is because it probably like went over a lot of people's heads, Mm -hmm. honestly, like, because it was, it's definitely a show for the musical theater performer. And I feel like, you know, all the people who give Broadway the big bucks, you know, mm-hmm. probably just went right over their head. But yeah. I'm so, but this is why I'm so glad that Ryan Murphy yeah. was like, this needs to well, reach that's audiences thing. everywhere. So he produced this movie so that it could right. reach the broader how audience. Many, 
how many, not to say that it's a flop, because I wouldn't necessarily say it's a flop, no, but how not many at all. Broadway flops get turned into a movie, you know? Right. Well, I wouldn't consider it a flop at all. I, mean, I wouldn't say a flop. I just mean, like, in terms of, like, it didn't have a very long run. Right. I don't think it was even open for a year, right? I'm not sure. Possibly not. It closed pretty soon after the Tonys, mm-hmm. but it's also just, like, the way that Broadway is going. Like, this like this type of musical is what I want to see original mm-hmm. content with an important story to be told mm-hmm. and now all we're getting is jukebox musicals which there's nothing wrong with that like I love a good jukebox musical every once in a while but like I crave this type of entertainment and this this is what I feel like Broadway is all about it is yeah I agree um but anyway with that said we are reviewing the movie, not the musical today. So I'll top right into the Wikipedia synopsis. <clears throat> the musical follows four Broadway actors lamenting their days of fame as they travel to the conservative town of Edgewater, Indiana, to help a lesbian student banned from bringing her girlfriend to high school prom. What a lame synopsis. Yeah, that wasn't... <laughs> that literally... That could have been better. I feel like it was a rough draft of an outline for it. Mm. I feel like it wasn't even, like, the final product of the outline. Right. Um, There's just so much more that, like, they missed. Yeah, so basically it's a story of these four Broadway actors who just put on this huge Broadway show, and they got a bad review from the New York Times, I believe, and it was, like, their narcissistic performances just, like, blew the whole show. And so... They find this story on Twitter about a girl named Emma who is petitioning to be able to bring her girlfriend to prom. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's like, you cannot come. Um, And so the actors go and they're like, you are going to put on this prom whether you want to or not. Yeah, but it's like a very selfish thing. Right. They're like, oh, we need to do a good deed. Well, let's go on Twitter and see what we can find that's trending. And it just happened to be... Emma getting shamed for being a lesbian, basically. Right. And the whole thing is that she wants to just be able to go to prom with her girlfriend like any other kid, and the PTA is saying no. Right. Let's talk about the actors that portrayed these four um, characters. So, start off, we have Meryl Streep played Dee Dee, who is like the main narcissistic yeah. actor. Then we have James Corden, who plays Barry who is, like, the secondary narcissistic actor. Yeah, it's, like, they're, like, the main two. And And then there's Angie, who is a Fosse girl, has been longing to... She's been in the ensemble of Chicago for, I don't even know how long Mm -hmm. she says. Forever. And has been longing for the day that she gets to step in and, and play Roxy Hart, who's played by Nicole Kidman. And then, last but certainly not least, my man, Trent who is played by Andrew Reynolds. I don't even know how to explain his I, character. He's, well, he's just like, he's like your typical yeah, like, he's like struggling tour, actor. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he goes on tour. He was in like a one-off sitcom type of thing. So like yeah. his, he, people know his name. Well, people know him from like a commercial. Is it a commercial or was it like a, like a sitcom? No, it was a thing? commercial. Oh, I thought it was a sitcom. Regardless, it doesn't matter what it is. He's, like, your typical, like, musical theater person. The the funniest part about this character is that he went to Juilliard and he lets everyone know that. And I feel like that's so typical of musical theater students to be like, I went to Michigan. Oh, yeah, I went to Carnegie Mellon. Blah, 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 blah. His character is definitely, like, the identity of, Mm -hmm. like, your average struggling musical theater student. So those are the people who play the characters. Meryl Streep's performance actually really shocked me. Not that I had any doubt that she would totally kill this player. Vocally. Vocally, yeah. she was outstanding, I think. Mm-hmm. I think she, I mean, she, she, every character she plays, she nails. But she really, like, went for it. You know what the thing is, though? Meryl Streep was, like, technically the main, not, like, the main, main character, but, like, the main of the four. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her performance was, like, lost on me a little bit compared to the others. I don't know why. Maybe yeah, it was just that, like, her storyline kind of veers off of the storyline with Emma. Whereas, like, the other three are true. very, like, their storyline and Emma's storyline coincide so much. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Meryl or Dee Dee's character. Yeah, Dee Dee. Kinda- 
has her own story. Right. When the other three are more just involved in Emma's story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about James Corden as Barry Glickman, I believe is his last name. There's a lot of controversy about him playing this role. I've seen, but I haven't read. Like, I've seen the headlines, and I've been like, oh, interesting. But I haven't actually read the articles. Not for any specific reason, just because I didn't have the energy or the time. Right. A lot of the controversy is, should a straight actor be able to portray a homosexual character in this type of capacity? And I don't feel like I have a right to comment on anything because I'm a straight woman. I'm not a part of the LGBTQ community. With that being said, this is my opinion. A lot of comments were that he was playing a stereotypical homophobic version of the character, where I think that if someone who was gay that played the character played it the same way, it wouldn't necessarily have been seen in that light. That's my opinion. Because the character, like, very fl- he's a very flamboyant character. Like, that is just the character in itself. And so I think that by James Corden conveying that as a straight man, I think that's what all the controversy is about, mm-hmm. is that he's playing this very flamboyant character. So he is portraying a more flamboyant uh, portrayal, and I think that that's what the controversy is about. Yeah, probably. As I said, I haven't I haven't really read too much into it, so I don't really have a place to comment either. I do think that there were probably better options. Well, that's what just I was like acting wise and vocally as well. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, no offense to James Corden, I think that he does great in certain areas. Like, I saw him in One Man Two Governors, and it was great, mm-hmm. and he was perfect for it. But also, it's like. Can we give someone else a shot? Right, I'm I agree. Sick of seeing the same three big names in all of these musicals, and I'm kind of like, have you ever even been on Broadway? <laughs> like, I'm I not saying that you have to be on Broadway to be in a musical movie, but it's like he was also in Into the Woods, and I was like, you couldn't have found someone else to play the baker. Well, like, and there's there's also, it's not like there was a lack of people that they could have. Chosen, yeah. Especially if they were, I mean, even if they were looking for big names per se, there was like an abundance of people that could have played this role that were not James Corden. Yeah, I mean, also like they went out of their way to find an Emma straight off the Bayou. So like, why didn't you get you know? (laughs) Right, right. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they are like having Meryl Streep in your movie. All movie musicals. I agree. Don't use people who shouldn't. Be there right that being said like Meryl is a little different for me but like well and I was gonna I say that Andrew Reynolds was there like right. I was like yes finally someone who can do both mm-hmm. they're they're on both ends of it he his home was Broadway he moved to screen for this role but like I and I think that like the name Meryl Streep is like enough for you I yes. like that's gonna bring in your viewership I don't think you have to like stack the cast with a bunch of names when you, especially when you have her name on your title page. Moving on to Nicole Kidman, I thought she did a really good job as Angie. I do too. It she was, was very, very sweet. Yeah, she was very sweet to the like. I loved the bonding moments between very her motherly. character and Emma's character. I really did like how she just kind of stepped in and was very yeah, like motherly or big sisterly, you know. And yeah, it was just. I think that she was way more comforting than almost anyone. Even even the role of Barry, who's really supposed to be Emma's main squeeze, I was really like, hmm. That's what I was thinking. It yeah. seemed like Angie took over like the motherly role and the companion role, even more so than Barry did in, mm-hmm. in the portrayal. But, hold on, we got to go back to James Corden real quick because we have to talk about his American accent. It was so weird I mean I didn't even realize that that's what that was supposed to be I didn't think it was an American accent I it just because you said something to me you were like his American accent and I was like what American accent (laughs) it doesn't even sound like he's trying to do an American accent so 
Yeah. I don't know. It was it was very strange. It was almost like he was like attempting to do it, and it, it because it was American. But then every so once in a while, it, you would hear like the British like slip in like just a little bit. Anyway, we're done with him. And then finally, I think that he gave the best performance of these four. Andrew Reynolds, he was so good. And the thing is, I never saw like him playing this role either. Mm-hmm. I think because in the original, it's um, a much older man. It's a much old. It's Christopher Cyber Cyber Cyber. I don't know. You guys know who I'm talking about. He's playing it, and it's. Andrew was like, he was like fresh out of college is what it felt like. Whereas like the original guy in the original Broadway cast was like, he was wearing his Juilliard shirt from like 25 years ago and coming mm-hmm. on to like the scene and, and trying to, to reconnect with his theater roots by joining the non-union tour of Godspell, mm-hmm. um, which is such a funny plot line in the musical as well. Now let's talk about Emma and Alyssa and that side of things. Is her name Joellen? I believe that's uh, her name. Yes, I think it's Joellen Pellman. She was, I thought she was really good. Oh, she was. She was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. You could kind of tell, I feel like she was just like very green because this was like her first mm-hmm. thing. And you could, you could tell at like moments, like it just seemed like she was, but it was in a good way, like she was just filled with like a lot of like joy and you could tell that she was very passionate for being there. And I, I think you could see that through her acting a mm-hmm. little bit, which was like very refreshing. And it's, I love that they went off and found someone who like doesn't have a name mm-hmm. and was a completely like brand new person on the scene. And honestly think that she did a really, really good job. She did. I think she did a good job as well. Mm-hmm. I was very jealous. <laughs> I, was jealous. I was like, oh, she made her big break. Can't wait for that to be me. <laughs> I know. And then we have Alyssa, which is Broadway veteran Ariana DeBose. She did a great job. I feel like this portrayal of this character is just very simple and sweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like she did a really, really good job. Yeah, she did. I mean, she clearly, she knows what she's doing. She has her talent. I don't think she probably, like, I think for the for her, this role was probably a walk in the park. Right, I agree. And it's so funny because I feel like she's just become, like, famous amongst outside community for being the bullet in Hamilton Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there was so much to say about what the bullet represented in Hamilton and how she was portrayed throughout the whole show. So I feel like um, people are like, oh, that's the girl. But, like, we know her, obviously, Mm -hmm. as, like, a Broadway veteran. And then let's talk about Alyssa's mom. I had no idea Carrie Washington was in this show. Yeah. <laughs> How is that like the one name that I did not hear? Yeah. She's she's actually this character I feel like is has a bigger presence in the show than the musical. Maybe. I I don't know. I mean, I don't really think they changed that much in the movie than the show. I think she was around just as much. Yeah, in I the think show. I I don't know. I don't remember her. Like I do remember like her plot line and I mean it's all very similar. I just feel like She's like more. She's more prominent in this. And maybe it's just because like we're seeing like what would have happened off stage. We're kind of seeing that mm-hmm. on stage as well. There was a point at which she was like pulling up in her car, and Alyssa and Emma were like standing together, like embracing or whatever. And I was, I was like, how does she not see that? Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> so that funny. was a direction flaw. <laughs> no, that was so funny. Anyway, Carrie Washington is a great beautiful actress um I'm sure this role wasn't too hard for her to step into and then we have Tom who was played by Keegan-Michael Key I didn't know that he could sing I see I still for the life of me cannot put my finger on where I know him from I feel like he's one of those actors that's just like kind of in everything but I feel like there's something like very specific that he was in and I can't remember how I know him I agree with you he's very recognizable face but I I agree I can't put my finger on what he was in yeah like I feel like he was like very like in something very specific and I can't figure out what it was I know him from something all right we just like scrolled through his IMVD page he was in Parks and Rec which is maybe what we know him from but I don't know he's he's been in so much stuff that it's possible that we just like recognize his face from like all the random shows that he's been in but yeah, I really didn't even know that he could sing, and he, he kind of killed it. Yeah, I think. no, I mean, I thought he was good. Right. So now that we've talked about the 
actors in the show. I want to talk about the choreography in this show is so good. It stayed so true to the original musical, I feel like. And it was just super cool to see how they like portrayed it on a set and how they use like the different locations and I don't know I just thought it was really really well done yeah I think I think they did great the set choreography it felt it kind of felt very high school musical to me which is kind of why I liked it yeah are we sure it wasn't Kenny Ortega (laughs) (laughs) Um, no um, it felt very high school musical to me and that's why I loved it right and I think that like being on like a, a location kind of like helped bring it to life a little bit more so than just like being on a stage with like a set. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean like that gave us some, some Zaz number really, mm-hmm. really came to life being like in the house and not so much. The one thing I will say about musicals as movies is that you don't feel the energy of clapping after a performance because Personally, I remember after Love Thy Neighbor in the, when we saw it mm-hmm. on Broadway, I, I don't even know like how long of an applause after yeah. that number. And then for it in the movie, for it to just jump to the next scene, it was just mm-hmm. like, they just did this huge number. Right. And now all of a sudden, like, we're at the next scene. I like wanted clap and like live in that moment. Yeah. That's a good segue. Let's talk about that number for a second. Such a good number in the show. It was. I like how it took place in a mall. Yeah. There was plenty of room. I think that, like, taking something that's, like, a really important message and turning it into, like, a huge, like, comedic yes. thing. Well, something that's kind or other. Of how you have to spell it out for some people. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I thought that the, the whole... I remember when I heard that song on Broadway, I literally, like, was falling over in my seat. Mm-hmm. It is so funny it is so relevant mm-hmm. and it's it's like an important thing for people to hear, I think, because mm-hmm. it's she's like, Oh, you're gonna judge her for being gay, you're literally lost your virginity. <laughs> That's like the biggest sin in the you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that, that it's the way that he changes the mindsets of the students who are judging Emma and being mean to Emma because she loves girls is really I think it's really, really well done. And that was that's all on the, the book of the original mm-hmm. musical. Another standout song for me is You Happened, and I don't know why. Like, it's so, it's such a random song in the show because it's literally just like, we're going to prom pose to you now. And it's it's short and it's random, but it's so good. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. I remember when we saw it, I was like, oh. If, only, if a boy ever proposed, like, prom posed to me like this, I'd be, like, losing my mind. I know. I honestly, I want all high school boys to go watch this movie, watch that, and then do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then another standout, of course, was Tonight Belongs to You. Mm-hmm. That's just, like, a standout. It's, a, it's your typical, like, act one finale. Like, big, big dance number. I almost like that number more than the ending, I feel like. Well... I don't know. It's a very powerful number, and it's a little too bad that it, like, such a terrible motive is behind it. Yeah. Um, because I somebody said this to me once, and I was like, oh, my God, that's such a beautiful way to think about it. Because in the original Broadway cast, so many people were making their Broadway debut in this show. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the power and joy singing that song on opening night I literally can't like I have that just thinking me too it. you just gave me like I have goosebumps now mm-hmm. wow like I yeah. know like being like making your Broadway debut and just like having that much fun on stage yeah and be able to like literally like look to your like friend who is also do- doing their like Broadway mm-hmm. debut and being able to be like tonight belongs to us I like know. it's just oh amazing and then like of course it's such a good number and we're like sitting here like jamming to it and then well this is a moment that I had watching the musical because I didn't know it was coming oh but like I was like living and then all of a sudden she walks into this or this empty gymnasium Mm -hmm. where the supposed prom was supposed to happen and she's like they created a whole other prom like that literally took me from ride it's because it was such a shock of Mm -hmm. like emotion change because you're on such a high from the number and then instantly like devastation like I'm telling you I I also was like in tears Mm -hmm. well because you and I sat together at this show and Mm -hmm. I remember I looked at you and I was like I am uncomfortable yeah how 
nasty I feel that we just had that great time mm-hmm. during that number just to find out that it the whole motivation behind it was these kids being legitimately evil. Right. It's like my jaw was like on the ground for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So devastating. And then I feel like the movie kind of alludes to it more because like you see the empty parking lot Mm -hmm. and but like in the musical it's like instant yeah like she's like okay ready to go in walks in and nothing is no one's there it's so devastating Mm -hmm. and then the last standout for me is of course unruly heart like that was it was really well portrayed in the in the movie I think Mm -hmm. um with all of the different flashes of and they do that in the musical kind of but it's like I don't know. I feel like it's just more like you can kind of see it better yeah. on screen mm-hmm. more so. Definitely. What was your favorite moment in the show? I mean, for me, it's always that last kiss when they like kiss in front, like in the show and in the movie. It, for me, it was just like they finally kiss like out in the open. It's just such like a powerful, true to yourself. We don't care who sees moment and like I always cry I know um and I told you this this isn't like the movie but I always watch like the Tony performance because in my opinion the Tony performance just has all of like my favorite songs just wrapped into one and they transition to each other beautifully but like I literally will watch that video for a pick-me-up and when they kiss at the end of that number I'm literally like tears streaming down my face Mm -hmm. like yeah like go them yeah that's yeah definitely such a powerful uh, moment in the show I think one of my favorite parts was when the four of them come in even though they cut my favorite line that's like we're four oh liberals from like, New York. York well in the in the show I'm pretty sure I remember it like on like on Broadway the way they said it, she's like who are you and he's like we are gay democrats from Broadway yes and I was like <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt <laughs> That was like my favorite line. And it's it's in the musical, but, but it's something different. It's like we're four liberals from New York or something. No, that's like that. what they said in the movie. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. On Sorry, Broadway. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, and they also cut the t shirts that say we are all lesbians. Yes, that's Those so funny. Were also hilarious. There are so many moments, like funny, funny moments from the musical that didn't necessarily make it into the movie. But I feel like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty typical. But the moment that I was, like, crying was, it's not about me. Meryl, like, owned the stage. And it, I don't even, maybe Barry, he's like, where's Dee Dee? And, or, oh, Trent was like, where's Dee Dee? And Barry's like, give it a second. And then it just, like, pops mm-hmm. onto, like, Meryl in a top hat. And just, it, she, she, like, totally owned that song. So that's probably one of my favorite moments in the show. What did you think about the bit of like redemption story for the mom character because I don't think she gets that in the musical but in this like we see in the musical she's like we'll talk about this at home and then we don't see the character again but in this I genuinely can't remember if that is the case I can't remember if we don't see her again I really can't remember. I do know that, like, watching the movie, it's, like, it's very sweet, but it's a very fast turnaround. Right. It's, like, um, she's, like, which all Which is a little sudden, unrealistic. I yeah. agree, yeah. But the last thing I want to talk about is the costumes in this movie mm-hmm. are phenomenal. Talk about glitter. The opening outfits and the finale outfits are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, especially Carrie Washington's character. She comes out in this like, business suit that has been bedazzled, yeah. and it's so ridiculous. They really said glitter on everyone. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. But overall, I really, really liked the movie. Yeah, it was good. You know, personally, all the movie musicals that have been made in the 2000s, I'm like, oh my god, this is such a drag. But this one was good. This one, this was, one was good. This one was pretty good. And I feel like it's it's getting, like, a lot of hate. But here's the thing. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, it's so, it's such a mixed review on the storyline, the controversy of it all. And, but, like, here's the thing. This story was, I think, really important to be told. And 
it needed to reach a broader audience than the small community that was able to see it on Broadway. I agree. With and that. so the fact that it closed so soon, I think the movie was a, a good idea and mm-hmm. and definitely needed, I think. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad I'm glad that they blew it up a little bit. Right. Do I wish that they maybe hired a few more like Broadway actors other than like star-studded names? Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, the, it's the story that should be the center of attention. Right. I think. All right. That's our basic review of the movie. Let's talk about our favorite characters, our least favorite characters. We'll rate the mu- I'm going to rate the, mu- the musical and the movie. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the dream cast. So my favorite character, and this is like just a personal preference because I like want to be... <laughs> like this woman. I love Angie. I just think that her like tiny like little moments are so funny and I love her mentorship for Emma over Emma and I love her storyline of being like the ensemble girl who's waited 13 plus years to understudy for Roxy Hart and um, she finally gets the call at the very end of the musical so she has her like redemption story and I don't know. It's just like a character that I can see myself playing in the future. And so I think that's why she's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd say my favorite is Emma. Mm-hmm. I really, I do like her. I think I like how she stays true to herself throughout the whole thing. She takes a stand. Like, you know, you don't really see her be weak or shy. Yeah, that's what I love about this character mm-hmm. is that she doesn't have like a, like a, a moment where she's well, I guess she does a little bit when she, but it's not so much of a like I can't, like I don't want to like push for this anymore. It's more of like I can't, I can't have this publicity well, anymore. Also, like I don't well, want she it. She also says she has a line where she's like, "I know I have to do something." Right. She's like, "I know I have to do something." It's just like this has been a lot in yeah. like a short period of time. So, but yeah, she really never does back down. I think yeah, that's the thing I like about her because like they really could have gone in like. They really could have gone in a direction where Emma is shy or mm-hmm. has, like, a very weak moment or she could be, like, she could have been, like, a little obnoxious or over the top and they didn't, they didn't do that at right. all. Right. I think you she's know, portrayed she, really, like, really well. Perfectly. And yeah. I think that her, her opening song, Just Breathe, Emma, is, like, a really good setup for the character because she's, like, you have to just, like, take a breath and continue going with mm-hmm. life and not, like let anything affect you in any type of way mm-hmm. so I'm yeah a, I'm a sucker for strong female leads <laughs> yes my least favorite character aside from like the mom who we who we don't like we know we because she's like homophobic and we don't like her but other than that my least favorite character is Tom I don't know why I just like maybe it's because like don't understand his significance and it almost feels like he's like a burden to like the main plot line. Tom is a teacher, right? Right. Oh, I completely disagree. Tom, I would say that Tom is probably my second favorite. Really? Yeah. Because, well, you know, he's... It has nothing to do with like what he stands for because I love that he is an advocate for Emma and that he... um won't stand for what the the PTA and the community is trying to do for her. And he is like firmly an advocate. I just feel like, I guess maybe like that storyline takes me out of like the main storyline of like getting Emma to prom and like everything. Well, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he plays like such an important role of like, you know, we always say like, this is a show for the Broadway community and stuff like that. He brings it back to earth he grounds the idea of like what Broadway is and like you know how it should be viewed and I think like the way that he brings like the role of Dee Dee back down to earth it like it kind of brings all of us back down to earth that's fair he has my favorite line in the whole show where he's talking about how like he would go to the theater when bad things were happening and Dee Dee says oh so you use theater as a distraction and he's like no not just like a distraction sets things like puts things on pause for a moment but like an escape helps you heal I mean I know when he said that I took like a big sigh of relief because I was like that's how I have always felt about musical theater Mm -hmm. you know like it helps me heal through 
troubles. So I don't know. I just, I love his character because I feel like he is the most relevant to people like you and me. Like That's he's, fair. Yeah. He's one of us. That's so. fair. Who would you say your least favorite character is? Besides the mom. Like, we all know that we don't I, like the mom. I don't even know. Like, that's, like, the thing. It's, like, there's really not a character that, that I don't like. That was why I, like, ultimately chose him. Because I was, like, I I like all of the characters. I guess, like, I don't know. this. He's, like, a minor character that, like, maybe, like... But, like, honestly, well, all like, of the characters are yeah. written really well. And they all have their, like, even significant the moments. Even the mean ones. It's, like, yes, I hate everything that the mom is. But, like, hating the character... Like, it's hard to hate a character that's important to the plot. Yeah. You know? Like, that would be being, like, oh, I hate Ursula and the Little Mermaid. Right. You know? Like... <laughs> that's fair. All right. And with that, let's... I'm actually going to rate the musical and then I'm going to rate the movie. And so you'll be able to see my, like, where I stand on the the movie versus the musical. I give the musical a 9 out of 10 Tony Awards because that's what Dee Dee has. She has 9 out of 10 Tony Awards. And then I'm going to give the movie 7 out of 10 just because I feel like the musical just, like, had me in awe the whole time and... It's just like an energy thing, I feel like. Yeah, I'd give I'd give the musical like probably a 10 and then I agree I'd give the the movie a 7. Yeah. It just happens when you try to turn a musical into a movie. I don't like, think the movie will ever be as good right. as the original stage musical no matter what the case is except there is one movie where I'm like it's definitely better than the That's interesting cuz um our game later is actually going to we're going to talk about that in our uh, in our game yeah. later. All right, but before we get to the game, this is my favorite part or one of my favorite parts. I feel like I say that about all of the parts of my podcast. Um this is the part I very much enjoy because I really enjoy putting it together, but it's the dream cast portion of the musical of the week in this case it's a movie of the week we're gonna start with emma so i have two people in mind who would definitely play this character in two different ways i feel like the first person i thought of was emma hunton i just feel like she has that vibe and that energy that would definitely it's that strong-willed emma energy that I was like looking for and I think that she would definitely portray that character really well and then I also thought about Lauren Patton who is playing Joe in Jagged Little Pill right now who I also think would take the strength of the character and really embody it I feel like she might play it a little edgier than Emma would but I think that both of them would be really really good options Genevieve did you have a dream Emma I'm really awful at Dreamcast. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I really, I know that it's not the point, but like any show, I'm like, I have such a hard time not casting people that I know personally. Right. So I feel like I would use like the same three people in every musical. So I'm terrible at Dreamcast. That's fair. All right. So I'll just, I'll just leave the Dreamcast mm-hmm. to me. My next one is Barry. This is the person I think that maybe should have been cast over James Corden. He's a big name. And he is has been on in many Broadway shows, and he's also gay in real life. Titus Burgess, I think, would have been a fantastic option for Barry, and he is definitely the person I want to see take on this role when the revival comes on Broadway, whenever that may be. Moving on to Angie, I don't even know why, but like literally when I saw the, the original Broadway cast, I always thought that the woman playing Angie, I just like replaced her in my mind with Jane Krakowski. I don't know why. I just feel like maybe they look really similarly, but I also think that Jane would be a great option for this role as well. And then moving on, we have Dee Dee. This is like non-negotiable. If Beth Level did not play this role so beautifully in the original Broadway cast, it should have been this woman. Patty Lapone embodies everything that is Dee Dee. Well, that's what I was, I was about to say. Like, I almost feel like that character is based off of Patty Lapone. I know. I feel like it's like it was written a little bit like with her in mind, but she would absolutely kill this role. And that is just like the perfect casting choice in my mind. Next is Trent. 
and I have two options, but I am only going to say the one because I'm not sure that I won. I, I think the other one I've decided against. Neil Patrick Harris, I think, would be so funny as Trent. I can just, like, see him singing Love Thy Neighbor mm -hmm. and just, like, having, like, a ball with it. He would be so, so good. And then Alyssa, I said Ariel Jacobs because I was just thinking of, like, who's, like, the sweetest person on Broadway right now who just, like, embodies, like, sweet, kind energy. It's Ariel Jacobs. Alyssa's mom, I, like thought about for a while because I was like who can like take this like southern comedy and like really like push it and of course the only person that came to mind was Kristen Chenoweth she is such a hoot and is so good at, at comedy acting and character acting and she, I just think that she would be fantastic and then to round it out I have Tom I gave it to Tay Diggs because I love Tay Diggs and this is why why wouldn't he play this role so that's my dream cast. Um, you can agree with me or disagree with me, or you can let me know who your dream cast is in the reviews that you leave me on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. That rounds out my first ever movie review, even though it was a movie musical. It's still a movie, so it counts. Maybe one day I'll do an actual movie. I don't know. I like talking about the musicals, but that rounds that out. And now we're going to move on to my favorite portion of the podcast, which is the game portion. I love playing games. I'm overly competitive. This one isn't really like a competition, but it's more of just like a fun, like this or that type of game. So we're going to play movie or musical. And basically Genevieve and I are going to discuss whether we prefer the movie version or the musical version. And I feel like we think we're going to say the musical for a bunch of them, but we might surprise you. So <clears throat> I'm actually kind of looking at that list. And I'm like, I know, uh, right? I know. Uh. <laughs> so let's get right into it. First of all, we're starting with The Sound of Music. Movie. That is the one that I'm like, definitely the movie. The placement of the songs are better. The transitions are just, like, I don't know. It's just better. Like who sings what better. There's... I cannot stress enough, they should change the stage musical to be exactly like the movie. I agree 100%. And if you want to hear my stance on that, you can go listen to my very first episode ever. I talk about exactly what Genevieve just said. I think the structure of the movie is so much better than the stage version. And I would much rather sit down and watch the movie than the musical. Mm -hmm. So It was already a rude awakening. When I sat down, so I was in, I was in the stage version like years ago, but mm -hmm. I was like barely in it. So I didn't pay much attention to what was going on. But when I watched the Carrie Underwood live version, I literally was watching it and I was like, what is this? I, know. I was like, this is not the sound of music. Same, same. Well, yeah. Cause I think I had seen a community theater production of it before I saw the Carrie Underwood version. And I was like, I I was like, maybe it's just like, maybe this is the junior version. I don't know what's going no. on. But then like I, and I was like, why are they singing my favorite things at the beginning? Why is she singing the Lonely Goat Herd to comfort the children yeah. in a lightning storm? Yeah. Like I 100% am team movie on yeah. this musical. All right. Next. All right. Next is Singing in the Rain. Okay. Fun fact. I was in the original cast of the premiere of Singing in the Rain Junior. Really? I was. I did not know this about you. I was. I Miss was in the original. Famous. I know. I was in the original cast of Singing in the Rain Junior, and I, so much fun. If if not watching the movie, if not watching the musical is better than watching the movie, just being in it is right. better. Um, this is one where I personally have only seen a community theater production of Singing in the Rain, but I am in love with the movie simply because of the casting. Yeah. Um, so this one, I'm going to say movie as well, yeah. but that's because I've never seen a good production of, of the stage version. I mean, to be fair, I've never seen a good production of the stage <laughs> version either, but I can just like thinking about it, like I can just tell that I would probably prefer to see it on stage than the movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Next is Les Mis. Oh my God. The musical. The musical <laughs> by far. No. I think the only thing that 
I liked maybe more about the movie is Anne Hathaway's portrayal of I Dreamed a Dream. Other than that, the musical takes the cake. Definitely. Bar none. The next is The Prom, which we've kind of already answered. We prefer the musical. musical. Next is Into the Woods. The musical. The musical, 100%. I wish that, like, we could take, like, the cinematography of the movie and put it in a musical because I feel like that musical is, like, with that cinematography is, like, would make it, like, so much, like, I'm definitely, I'm definitely an actor first, but I will say Into the Woods is on my bucket list of musicals I want to direct. Mm. I really, really would love to do my version of Into the Woods and put that up on stage. I would love to do that. And I would love to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe me. It would take it would be months and months and months of process because like I I've thought about I've thought of it in my head. I remember I wanted to do a production of Into the Woods at my high school as like a senior fundraiser, and I wanted to see if like anyone would donate the money for the rights to the show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my mean high school drama teacher who didn't <laughs> didn't we like all me. have one of those? Yeah, who didn't like me said I, no. <laughs> I know I did. Um. She said no. <laughs> Okay, so we both agree the musical version of Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. The next one is Cats. I didn't even see Cats, the movie. I didn't even see it. I can already tell you right now that that movie is trash. I don't need to Sorry. see the movie. I don't have any desire to see the movie. I know that the stage version is better. However, I'm not a big fan of the movie. I mean, of the musical in general. I love the dancing, but like the, the storyline, no, no. no. It's, so I we're going like, to go with the I musical. I feel like Cats could have been one of those like... One act, 30, act, 30 minute musicals, and it could have been done. You <laughs> yeah, know? fair. Um, the next is Mamma Mia. I've never seen a stage version of Mamma Mia, but really? I do like the movie, which is funny because I thought I hated the movie, and then I actually went and watched it, and I was like, oh, I don't hate it. It's this. a little bit like Sound of Music, where like some of the songs are placed differently throughout the show. This is a hard one for me because I really do love the movie, but the musical is also really good. But I haven't seen it. I saw it when it was on. Broadway I don't know if that was the original I want to say it's the revival it had must have been the revival but I think I'm gonna go with movie on this one just because I haven't seen it in so long um the next one is Grease I'm just not a fan of Grease in general (laughs) but I guess I'd say probably the musical because Mm -hmm. like at least you feel something in live theater (laughs) yeah that's fair Grease it might be fun to be in that's fair um I'm gonna say musical as well for the same reason the next one is Fiddler on the Roof. Musical. 100% the musical on this one. I remember, I mean, the movie's fine, but I remember watching the movie and I was like, uh, I don't like this. But then I was in it, and I'm just telling you now, the stage version is so much better. The next one is Chicago. Probably, I've never, see, it's hard, I've never seen the musical. Right, I feel like, I think I think there's a charm about seeing it in person that you don't get from for, watching the movie. For me, probably. it's the musical... Because I feel like the the choreography is more prominent in the musical mm-hmm. than it is in the movie. True. And I mean, it, if that show anything, it's it's Bob Fosse's choreography. Right. Next we have Hairspray. I, like I the movie. prefer the movie. I like the movie, but I will say you can't stop the beat. I like the musical version better. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I like the movie version better. Nope. Nope. I don't know. Can't say. Can't say I agree. The next one is The Wizard of Oz, and before you say anything, it is hands down the movie for me. Definitely I the movie. absolutely hate the stage version of The Wizard of Oz. I agree, it's the movie, definitely. 100%. The next one is Mary Poppins. I love the movie. I love oh, the but movie I loved, too. Oh, but I loved the, I saw it on Broadway. Me it was too. So good. But when she, like, I feel like what takes, I'm, I'm going to say the musical, mm-hmm. because what takes the cake for me is when she flies into the audience, like, all of the, the magic moments mm-hmm. that they created on stage mm-hmm. is what really just, like, took it up yeah. a notch well, also, for me. Ashley Brown was just amazing. amazing. Yeah. I'm actually not even sure if I saw her or if I saw her understudy, but. Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, I've, I've seen, like, her mm-hmm. perform it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the the musical on that one. The next one is My Fair Lady. Terrible movie. Really? Terrible movie. I, oh, I can't even get through it. I can't even get through <laughs> it. Terrible movie. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen this. Oh, no, yes, I have. I saw it at a, a Texas Shakespeare Festival. I just saw it last year here in New York. I at think. that place that I can't remember what it's called for some reason. It's the big venue that it was in. Oh, my gosh. Ah! 
I have <laughs> I no idea. I can't remember what it's called. I have no idea. But I think I'm going to go with musical on that one. But I do love Audrey Hepburn's portrayal of Eliza Doolittle. Next one is West Side Story. And this one is musical. really hard. For me, it's musical. Really? I think they do such a good job in the movie, though, of, like, conveying... They do a good job in the movie, but I don't think it's better than the musical. That's fair. I also haven't seen the musical, so maybe I'm just... The movie's on my mind. You just don't know. The next one is Little Shop of Horrors. Never saw the movie. Really? Never saw the movie, but that's okay. I've seen the show, and I like the show. I feel like I, like... That was, like, one of the staples of growing up. I say... The movie, just because there was, like, I saw it in concert when the Madison did it. And I was mm-hmm. like, there's some, like, wacky plot lines in this. that mm-hmm. I just feel like I I like the ending of the movie better. I don't know. I'm going to say movie. The next one is Annie. Movie. Me too. Mm-hmm. Especially, okay, which one? The original or the revival? I like them both. I grew up watching Revival. The remake. Me the too. The remake, yeah. Yeah, the Revival. That's the one uh, like the remake, that is like yeah. drilled into my head. I mean like What's Christian Chenoweth. Who played Annie? Her name was like... I, I don't know. I, it, she's it's like, Annalise something. She's like the one name I don't remember from that. But like Audra McDonald, Christian Chenoweth, mm-hmm. Kathy Bates. Like come on. like you Alicia can't... Morton. Sorry. Her name is Alicia Morton. <laughs> Has she done anything since? Oh, I don't know, but I I did love her as Annie. Also, what's her name? Sarah Hyland was Molly, I think. Isn't that oh, crazy? Yeah. That is crazy. Um, and then to round it out, we have Rent. That's hard, actually. I know. Honestly, I'm gonna say I can't decide okay, on that one. That's fair. And not that I'm, I've ever seen I'm an s- actual stage version of it, but I did watch the Rent live that they aired, and I was obsessed with it. And so many people were like, "It wasn't even that good." And I'm like, "Listen." I don't care if it wasn't that good. That story is just incredible. I, it's so good. I'm a Jonathan sucker. Jonathan Larson. I'm a sucker. All my love to him. I'm a sucker for the movie, to be mm-hmm. honest. But I I mean, I, I love the stage version as well. That's just, I mean, again, you're right. It's just like that story in general, mm-hmm. however it's being told. Mm-hmm. There, are, I actually chose a lot more movies than I thought I was going to. Movie, musical, go watch them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I have to say. And my advice... I thought that this was the perfect way to round out the episode. This is a quote from Anne Ranking, and it says, If you practice being lazy, you get good at lazy. If you practice being average, you get good at average. But if you practice trying to excel, you're going to excel at your own pace and your own way. I think that that just, like, rounds out everything that we're about. Yeah. And in theater and it's a good quote it's a piece of advice it's all about like growing at your own pace and not like you know trying to to grow at someone else's pace or and putting in the effort like you have to put in the work and I just think that 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 quote can like kind of stand alone and as the advice column today and it also serves memory to an absolute icon Mm -hmm. so That's the podcast today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave me a rating and a review. And if you're on Spotify, go ahead and give me a download. Or, you know what, just listening to this is honestly like, this. thank you guys so much. You can find me personally on Instagram at underscore K-E-L-S-E-Y-M-C-F-A-L-L. That's underscore Kelsey McFall underscore. Or you can find me on TikTok. I make a bunch of fun, quirky, weird TikToks at KelseyMC137. And you can find Genevieve. You can find me on Instagram um, at Genevieve underscore Taylor. I don't post much, but when I do, it's thrilling. Yeah. (laughs) But if you guys are coming from the podcast and you follow us from the podcast, go ahead and DM us and let us know that you uh, came from the podcast. Or at least me. Um, I, I love... I mean, you can DM me, too. I I don't know. I've had some people from my hometown be like, oh, I saw you were on that podcast. I'm going to listen to it. Oh, really? I'm like, oh, you should. Oh, that's awesome. But um, I love knowing who's out there and who's listening. And um, it's nice to know that there are more than just my parents listening to this podcast. So thank you guys so much. I will see you next week. Until then, love you. Goodbye. Bye.